Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we're talking Michigan football recruiting, more commitments since our last discussion, and more to come. We're recapping the NBA draft and previewing the NHL draft. That and more coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here Wednesday morning, June 28th. Uh, Listen, we were talking a little bit before we started about our breakfast there and had a pretty fancy one. I mean, it had three different things, yes, with the fruit and the toast and the eggs and whatnot. But I know I have you topped because I went to Angelo's this morning. In Ann Arbor, Staple closing in December. Whoa, uh, what kind of plain breakfast did you get from Angelo's? I do get the same thing every time. Of course, I don't, you do. don't think it's plain. It's got a lot of things. It's got eggs. It's got uh, the potatoes. It's got ham, sausage, bacon. The bread. The bread is incredible. I'm going to ask you something. I know the answer to this, but I assume you probably didn't put hot sauce on it or any anything like that or condiments. I don't put anything on any any of it. No, I don't either. I'm with you, Andrew. Missing out. Hot sauce in the breakfast time. There, there are some things that don't belong on breakfast, and hot sauce and ketchup, and and they, they don't, they don't belong. Thank you. Missing out. All right, we've got a lot to discuss. We we talked recruiting a lot on the last episode, uh, Ryan Zook, and yet there's more, more commitments in the last week. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's up to six commits now this month and 23 total with the verbal pledge from Four Star Edge Dominic Nichols from Maryland. Um, yeah, so yeah, finally. T- some edge rushers in this class. They had 21 commits without any edge rushers and now back to back with Devon Baxter as well. But then on Saturday, another kind of a tough loss on the recruiting trail when four-star cornerback Bryce West, a top 50 prospect committed to Ohio state. He is the number one player in Ohio and plays at powerhouse Glenville in Cleveland that currently has four players in the NFL, including former Wolverine Frank Clark. Um, I mean, they're all, Glenville's also coached by Ted Ginn Sr., the father of former OSU wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr. So not a lot of factors working in Michigan's favor there. But West was down to either the Wolverines and Buckeyes, and, and Michigan made a, a strong push and, and was in the running, but he decided to stay home. And I mean, it would have been a momentum-changing land for Michigan, but now it will focus its attention on another Ohio corner and Aaron Scott, Another top 100 player nationally who will be picking between Michigan and OSU probably uh, around July 4th. So, um, yeah, I mean, Michigan, that's the one spot Michigan really needs to add some guys is in the secondary. And Scott and Wes would would be huge lands, but now they're kind of down to Scott. Wes would have been a huge, huge deal. I mean, Michigan's had momentum recruiting Ohio the last few months. I mean, really ever since the end of the season. And I think that may have have kind of spilled, spilled them, you know, put them over the top in terms of just gaining even more momentum. Um, I know there's a serious push there. I think there's a feeling that they could land him. Um, but, you know, when you when you step back from it and look at all the factors and all the things, the variables at play, it makes sense that he picked Ohio State. Um, it, it just, you know, it's, it probably stings for Michigan because you were right there. You were literally a finalist, one of two. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, it is what it is. Made a decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, the 2024 rankings here and you know michigan's at third now behind ohio state after you know some of their flurry of activity recently too but still to be third behind georgia and ohio state 
uh, is a great improvement from you know recent years. I mean, last year was 17, I see, nine before that, 13, uh, 10. So you know they've been in the top 10, but it's a little different to be to be there in the in the top top three ahead of programs like Alabama and and right there with with Georgia and and Ohio State. I know time to go, but uh, so far so good for Michigan. Yes, yeah, so far so good, and it looks like it's going to continue to be busy on the recruiting front for Michigan in the next week or so. Um, three more targets that are, are set to announce. The first will be Jeremiah Beasley, a four-star linebacker from Belleville, who will be announcing tonight, Wednesday, June 28th, at the Sound Mind, Sound Body, 7-on-7 seven seven at Wayne State. Michigan is the favorite here and, and would be an important land, given another linebacker target, as we talked about, Aaron Childs. He gave a surprise commitment to Florida last week, so that was a, a key target off the board. And Beasley is a top in-state recruit who had been trending toward MSU early on in his recruitment. So anytime you can keep a, a top prospect at home is a, is a good thing for Michigan. Then Michael Uini, a four-star offensive tackle from Texas, he'll be announcing on Friday, and Michigan appears to be the leader there. He will choose between Michigan, Alabama, and Georgia. So definitely an, an elite prospect. Then on July July 3rd is the announcement for Deerfield Beach, Florida, four-star edge, Elias Rudolph, who is originally from Cincinnati. So as we're talking about the, the Ohio to Michigan pipeline, I guess that would definitely be considered a, another ad from Ohio. Uh, he just transferred to Deerfield Beach this past year. Deerfield yeah. Beach, Denard Robinson. Yes, yes. Think of, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Michigan appears to be leading there too. So they, they could have 26 commits before July 4th, which would just be insane and really unprecedented as far as Michigan goes, at least since I've been on, on the Michigan beat. Keep busy this holiday weekend, Zook, huh? Yes, all, always this, this holiday. Like July 4th is always a popular time for kids to announce, which I understand. But like, man, enjoy enjoy a little bit of vacation and come back <laughs> and announce like the week after July 4th. It's still summertime, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. Kids will do what they want. We've got some professional drafts to discuss, one in the rearview mirror, one uh, still to come here, I guess tonight is when it, when it starts the NHL. But let's start with the uh, NBA draft, the National Basketball Association, and two Wolverines were taken in the top 15. Jed Howard, somewhat of a surprise. I would have put my money on Kobe Bufkin being the first Wolverine to be taken, but it was Jed Howard to Orlando. Uh, Orlando loves, loves its Wolverines. Got Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner. Uh, Caleb Houston. Uh, they had John Teske and Xavier Simpson at, at one point, but that's where he's going. Uh, and then 15th, Kobe Bufkin goes see Atlanta Hawks. And to have two top 15 picks, like we already knew Michigan's season was a disappointment last year. This really, really puts it into perspective because I started looking back and I, I just couldn't stop. I just kept going. I went, I went back to 1979 and Finally, I just stopped because I'm like, all right, uh, that was the year college basketball just became such a huge deal. And I, I think this is enough of a uh, enough data now to kind of prove my point. But anyway, going back to that year, that draft, 49 teams have had at least two players taken in the top 15 of the same draft. More than half those times, those teams, those college teams had been one seeds in the NCAA tournament the year before. 
More than half? More than half. 29 times. Those teams reached at least the Elite Eight. Holy okay, crap. You had a few outliers. There, there was a nine seed in there. There was a five seed in there. Everybody else was a, was a three or better. That's how good their regular season was. And then as far as the postseason, only a handful failed to even reach the Sweet 16. And we know how kind of volatile the NCAA tournament can be. All but one which of course was Michigan last year, which failed to make the NCAA tournament at all. Wow. And it's not like Michigan had just these two guys and a bunch of bums. Their, their most productive player was, was neither of those guys. That was Hunter Dickinson. And then you had veterans around them and, you know, obviously some, some freshmen at other positions. Uh, overall, youth is probably, if you're going to point to one thing that did that team in, it was youth. But, it, you know, it doesn't speak, you know, highly of the job Jawan Howard did last year when you had that kind of talent. And you just perform the way you did. So they're gone. Uh, you know, they're, they're still looking for some um, addition. So it was kind of almost like a bittersweet night for the program because it was like, oh, look at what we did. And it's like, well, yeah, but look at what you did with them. So that that was the NBA draft. No other Michigan guys, uh, no Michigan State guys drafted. Uh, but an Eastern Michigan player, Amani Bates, went, uh, you know, late in the second round to Cleveland. You know, the player that was once heralded as the best prospect since LeBron goes to Cleveland and, uh, you know, see if he can carve out a career for himself. I'm, I I wouldn't bet against him. Again, with his shooting and his size, he could be he could get, be a guy who sticks around. I don't think ever going to be an all-star, but um, could have a long career. I still remember when he was in high school and folks were speculating that the NBA was going to change his draft rule and allow like high schoolers to come out again and he would be like the number one pick and then he go now he goes does he go to college plays an extra year then he enters and he's a second round pick so it just it's been it's been a wild ride to watch and i think we've all kind of had like front row seats to it just because he's from ypsilanti and we've kind of followed his career but yeah it's been it's been wild for for Amani bates i'll never forget when he was in seventh grade i sat down with him and his dad in the uh ypsilanti lincoln locker room and i couldn't use any of the interview because he was literally whispering <laughs> he was so quiet um and then yeah i mean he just continued i mean he was very tall then and like honestly though he was so skinny and he's, he's remained skinny throughout but i mean I, his freshman year going covering most of his games and seeing the crowds he brought in it's like wow this kid's for sure gonna be a first round pick but i thought he was still was going to go a little bit higher because he was late pretty kind of late second round too i thought I mean, in the NBA draft, you could take flyers on guys early in the second round. But no, I mean, Cleveland could be a, a good landing spot for him, I guess. Yeah, 49th overall. And he did spend two years in college, but he also skipped a year of high school going into college. So in the end, he kind of comes out in the in the class. I guess he would have expected, you know, one a kind of like a one and done. But uh, yeah, so that's that is the NBA draft uh, tonight is the NHL draft. And Michigan has been well represented in that for, you know, several years going back um, and should be again this year, at least near the top. I don't know how many guys they'll get Ryan, but they should have, you know, one of the, one of the higher picks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're for sure going to extend their first round streak to seven straight years um, with Adam Fantilli, who's widely been projected number two to the Anaheim ducks. Um, I fully expect him to go there, but I mean, some guys have, there's been some rumblings that, Hey, New general manager of Pat Verbeek likes the whole thing's close to his chest. And I know Leo Carlson, a, a center from Sweden, had a really good world juniors, really good world championships. Seems as, like he's been rising up draft boards. Maybe there's a chance they go in that, that direction. But uh, with, with Fantilli, I mean, you're getting the size, you're getting the physicality, you're getting a guy that could really 
is just a, a complete player that you that could be the number one pick in, in some of the recent drafts if, if Connor Bedard wasn't in this one. So we'll we'll see what happens, but I fully expect I mean he's not going to drop farther than three. He'll if you're a Michigan fan, you want him to go to Anaheim because there's probably a better chance that he returns to Michigan for a sophomore year if he goes there. If he falls to Columbus, they need centers right away and they're not in complete rebuild mode. They're trying to be competitive this year. They've already made some trades to 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 be competitive so there he would probably be go straight to the nhl in that case and be one and done at michigan so for wolverines fans better hope he he uh his name gets called second overall god bless the nhl draft and its structure and its format i feel like we've discussed this in the past on this podcast but it just makes so much more sense you know for guys to kind of see where they end up and then make a decision instead of just you know Mm-hmm. guessing i feel like they've gotten better about that who get there's there's fewer surprises as far as where guys get picked in in the nba draft and nfl draft um just the information is better but this is this is even better for the players to kind of you know get a get a uh firm idea not an idea know for certain where they're going before they make a decision on on college right and you can talk to the team that drafted you, talk about a development plan and what their plans are for you. It, it does make a lot of sense. So, but I mean, regardless of uh, where another mission player gets drafted, Gavin Bridley, he will be back next year and he's probably a, a three to four year player, uh, five foot nine forward, only like 170 pounds. So obviously needs to, to fill out a little bit still in college, but I mean, really had a tremendous second half last year with 28 points in his last 21 games. Um, playing alongside Adam Fantilli. Once he got moved to a line with Fantilli and Rutger McGordy, another first-round pick. I mean, that line was arguably the best line in all of college hockey for the second half there. So a lot of speed, uh, a very high motor, uh, a pretty good skill. Just needs to kind of uh, fill out a little bit more, um, but should be a, a key contributor for Michigan next year and, and potentially beyond. Uh, there's, I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have them anywhere between 27 and 31 in the first round. Some don't have them at all going. So it's, he's a little bit of a wild card, but it wouldn't be surprising to see him go in the first round. I I spoke with Chris Peters, a former, uh, draft analyst at ESPN now with flow hockey. Um, he has a first round grade on Bridley and, and has him going in that 27 to 30, 31 range. But again, it's once you get to the back half of the first round, it's it, it's a lot. Teams are projecting years out, so it, it needs become more important and, and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, for sure, it will. It should be a um, two guys going in the first at least forty picks, most definitely. We can wrap this uh, podcast with a couple of uh, coaching notes as well. Uh, the Michigan swim team, you know, they, they lost coach Mike bottom. He'd been at Michigan for the past 15 years. He, he announced his plans uh, last month to retire. He said he'd stay on until Michigan found a, found his replacement. And, and they have uh, Matt bow uh, who comes over from Cal national champions on the men's side last year will be, uh, you know, the men's and women's swimming and diving coach. Uh, he was an assistant at Ohio state for five years before that. Um, and, uh, you know, spent some time at, at Eastern Michigan also. So, um, he knows kind of the area and yeah, they've got their replacement. And then Adam Steinberg, the men's uh, tennis coach since 2014, he's going to Florida. Um, you know, he, he took Michigan to great heights. They made the quarterfinals, the elite eight of the NCAA tournament each of the past two years. 
Um, you know, they hadn't gone that far uh, since 1988. So um, to do it twice in a row, it was huge. Um, you know, very, very high win percentage. Um, you know, he, he turned around a program that was, that it was struggling a little bit before uh, he arrived. So he's going to Florida, which, you know, was not great last year, um, but they, they won it all in 2021. They're, they're, you know, a powerhouse program. So yeah, good luck to him in Gainesville and, you know, Michigan will, a national search will begin for his replacement. Hey, hey, Andrew. Yes. I have another suggestion to end the pod, if that's all right. Okay, sure. We might have to do a, another last, last second breaking news update to do uh, this podcast. There we go. We need a we need a sound effect for these Zook. They're becoming regular. All right. Um, <laughs> it looks like the the sound mind sound body camp today has been uh, canceled because of poor air quality oh the air quality so not sure what that that means for uh jeremiah beasley's commitment but yeah um they say please be patient and be on the lookout for further updates so it's bad out here and 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 this was never a thing for years and years and now all of a sudden yeah i'm 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 seeing it it's it's twice in a couple weeks man yeah not good i think detroit's the second worst in the whole world which is uh yeah, not ideal. Thank you. Can I just say thank God that this thing was canceled because yeah. <laughs> Zook was going to stay home and handle the NHL draft today. And I was thinking about go- contemplating going tonight, but then again, I saw the air quality. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be doing this thing. So thank you, Sound Mind Somebody. Yeah. And if any place would take into account the air quality, it's a place with that name. So I can appreciate that decision. And uh, all right, there you go. Well, we'll, we'll have updates on that. Um, you know, as, as, as we learn them. All right. Thanks for listening. That concludes this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. And you can find all of our work on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.